We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast back for the 21-22 season to kick things off on the free podcast that we do, the weekly free podcast of a podcast this week uh, where Michael Martin, founder of True Faith, speaks to the lads from Follow Follow fanzine and fan community up at Rangers in Scotland, the recently crowned uh, Scottish Premiership champions. Uh, Mick speaks to Mark Dingwall and Graham Hanna. Um, Two really good lads who who know about all things Rangers Football Club and know about all things Sports Direct, Mike Ashley, and now uh, the Castori Association with their football club, which is also just um, just been agreed or just just been announced at St James's Park in Newcastle United as the new club kit sponsors and manufacturers also running the club shop now um, at St James's Park. So Mick thought it was a good idea to. To ask lads in the know about Castori, about how good Castori has been for Rangers Football Club, their experience dealing with the brand and what it means and what it has meant for Rangers and also what it's meant for Rangers uh, in comparison to the previous deals, um, and particularly including Mike Ashley's Sports Direct. going to uh, leave you with um, Mick, Mark and Graham mid-conversation as Graham picks up the story talking about uh, where Rangers were uh, immediately after uh, the association with Sports Direct and Mike Astley had supposedly ended at Rangers. Hope you enjoy the show. We're going to start putting free podcasts out every single week. If you want more Newcastle United content, you can listen to us on Patreon. £5.50 a month for a lot of extra Newcastle United podcasts. We'll have full full coverage of pre-season and, the, and we'll have people at the games that we're allowed to go to as we gear up for the 21-22 season. Enjoy the show. Just had got into... An agreement with Hummel, uh, which appeared to be going well uh, at the time. There was even a, a sponsorship deal included uh, for Rangers Training Ground. It was known then as the, the Hummel Training Centre. Uh, so at that point, we were seemingly uh, getting free from the, the shackles of the onerous sports direct deal and what the club had been subject to in the past. Uh, but at that point, all wasn't as it seemed. Uh, the ever-stretching tentacles of the Mike Ashley Empire and Sports Direct uh, had found their way uh, into Hummel, uh, but more so uh, through the, the partner uh, that, that Rangers were dealing with uh, at the time, effectively a, a third party. Uh, who were operating a store in Glasgow City Centre, uh, as well as the, there was one that was opened here in, in Belfast and Northern Ireland as well. Uh, so it, it soon became clear that there was a, an effective uh, takeover or certainly involvement uh, from uh, Sports Direct slash Meg Ashley. And then that relationship uh, got, got tangled in in litigation and it just got a bit messy from there uh, so it almost became a bit of a, a stalemate and then it became clear that Rangers would be looking to do what they could uh, to seek pastures now and then that is where Castor uh, came along and emerged as far as our fan base are concerned uh, Mark might want to add a bit more to that Um. The problem that we've had with Mike Ashley, as you know, is during the um, 
when we had what Spivs in charge of the, the club was that Lambias and Leach came in um, supposedly as uh, independent people uh, started taking loans from Ashley and building up a position for himself where you know he took um, took ownership of a charge over the training ground and the um, you know basically bought the club logo and and, and all that for for pennies um, and we've had all sorts of problems getting out of that deal. Um, it's still ongoing. Um, at one time, I believe there were up to six court cases uh, involving Ashley going at the one time. I say supposedly because what he would do is uh, get you into one court case and then if there was any mention of that anywhere in the internet and newspapers, he would then uh, stick in a, a, an interdict, as we call him in Scotland, an injunction, as you call him in England, um, you know, for contempt of court or breach of contract. And, you know, directors were getting served with um, these writs, you know, day and daily, you know, at their homes, places of work, uh, even in one case at, at a railway station. So, and it was all surrounded by secrecy. You know, there was always an overriding um, a caveat that, you know, these things were to be to be done in private and nothing could be reported in the press. So essentially, um, Ashley was desperate to keep keep the deal, keep the terms of the deal, and and also to cover up what he was doing in the background. And uh, that still seems to be the case that, you know, um, the deal that we've got with Castor just now, um, lo and behold, kits appeared in Sports Direct before everybody else. Sports Direct uh, last year and this year caused all sorts of hassle amongst the fans by being the first to actually put the kit on sale and to promote the kit on sale even before the official club shop had it. So you can see the vindictiveness of, of Ashley running all the way through this. And yeah. just, just to add on that as well, Michael, for some added context, I'm sure the the fanzine readers and and your community, you know, will be aware of our situation. Uh, but but back when when the spivs were in control, Rangers were receiving roughly four pence in the pound uh, in terms of our our merchandise uh, that that was being sold. Uh, you know, so things things are still. Uh, you know, we haven't completely broken free, as Mark has mentioned there. Sports Direct, you know wanting to get pictures out first uh, for a recent kit launch and, and things like certain items, selling them maybe six, eight quid cheaper than the Rangers' official store. It's just uh, the proverbial bad smell that won't go away. Yeah. So I suppose it was a bit of a kind of a double-edged sword when you seem to have got rid of Ashley and Castor came in. Um, but I think I remember having conversations with some Rangers fans I know who lived down here at the time, and, uh, and their question was, we've never, this is the first kit deal that Castor have ever done, um, and it seemed to me to be, and to them, and I think I've heard from, from you lads and what I've seen on the follow-follow message board, is that it was rather a surprise that Castor would go from zero experience in Football merchandising of that scale, of the Rangers scale. I mean, God, what a what a fantastic kick deal for any merchandiser to get, let alone one that was just starting out in this world. Um, uh, to go from nothing to the Rangers deal seemed to be uh, quite a surprise. Um, what are your thoughts about that? It was a it was a bit of a mystery because Castor were were at the start they were small they had shops. Um, their kit uh, that they had was, you know, sports technical. So it wasn't cheap. Um, they were in bed with with Andy Murray fairly fairly quick, and uh, so when they started out, when they came out of nowhere to do the Rangers deal, um, to be frank, we don't really have much of an insight into the club's um, commercial operations, but uh, they obviously. What I do know is that they put in money and a lot of money up front. You know that was in that was in Rangers Bank before a, a shirt was was sold. 
Um, since then, they've obviously expanded and they've, uh, they've had various rounds of fundraising to get to get more um, money in to help them expand the business. When they when they hit last year, um, when the, when the strips hit 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 the shops, and especially the mail order business, there was an absolute tidal wave of complaints. You know, things going missing, things been wrong. Um, logos and so forth peeling off. Now, even if you allow for, for the hype um, that, you know, people go berserk because they've spent 80 quid in a, a strip and, and the logo's peeling off, there was absolutely no doubt that there was a problem there in terms of the quality control. I don't think that they were big enough to to have um, their own proper um, quality control or to hire in a company that was any good to check the quality control over in over in China or Turkey or Sri Lanka, wherever they're getting them made. Um, I have to say, when I was dealing with them and, and I, I got in fairly quick with them to solve a few problems because I threads my board and they're very busy, and they were hiring staff all the time. And um, I would I would give them this that they did seem to respond reasonably quickly. Um, like for instance. Because the the delivery was so disastrous, they get rid of Hermes. Well, they've now got Hermes back. Um, but in terms of the in terms of the return policy, I mean, I had one guy that had bought eleven items, um, got them all delivered, and found that only three of them were correct. You know, it was you know mismatched sizes and the wrong the wrong stuff. And when I got in touch with them, I said, look. This is a nightmare because this guy is starting to to talk online about this. I said it's a it's an absolute um, uh, nightmare for you. And okay, we'll get that solved. And they kept still kept sending them the wrong stuff. You know, when you think when you've got a a, a fantastic well, not a, wouldn't have been a fantastic example for them, but when you had such a disastrous order um, over which virtually everything would go wrong, you would move heaven and earth to change it. So when I get back in touch with, with them, I said, isn't it working? The guys get the wrong stuff. And it was like, well, what's he complaining about? And, you know, we sent him an extra pair of socks. And I said, you know, you're not, you're not really getting this. And, uh, you know, so to kick it upstairs to the, to the two directors, and eventually it did get solved. But they obviously had uh, pretty extreme problems of turning it around. There's a thread in my on on the website which is basically you know pathetic quality a castor and, and it's hung around for a bad smell. Uh, people add to it. If you take away the exaggeration, if you take away the hysteria, there still was um, a problem. I'm not saying it was anything like 50, 50, 50 or or even you know ten percent, but there was enough there for for people these days expect delivery to be on time and they expect quality to be good all the time, every time. And they obviously didn't have that. And there's been a wee bit of that even this season um, where I would give them a wee bit of an out this season because the shirts we've got this year have got quite a lot in them. And uh, and obviously if you get something misembroidered or whatever, it means a lot to you because, you know, you've, you've spent upwards of 80 quid on it, you know? So... I would say that we've had extreme problems when, when, um, when they first came on scene. I mean, the the returns agency appeared to be a garage address in Liverpool, and uh, that seems to be what they do: is that they buy in their quality control people, they buy in their PR, you know. So it's all kind of bolted on, and and they're the guys that you know kind of work their magic and and provide the. Um, provide the sales and, and, and get the shirts made rather than being a um you know like Adidas or Nike where virtually everything's in house. So we've had our problems with them and and I wouldn't underestimate them, especially for people that are spending their their hard cash. Uh but I, I would say that they have expanded um you know the the Rangers operation to take care of that. And alongside that if you look at the other teams and the other sports that have moved into just in the last year, I mean, it's been a mercurial expansion of that company. And I don't expect that to come without its own problems. 
Yeah. Can I ask just just a reference back to Meg Ashley? Um, one of the things that we've kind of heard on the on the rumor mill, and it is rumor, kind of got a caveat that that, that Ashley does have an involvement with the company. Um, we can't say that he's a director because he isn't, um, and um, uh, and he's and his involvement is is unknown. Uh, one of the theories that I've heard uh, bandied about, and I'm not saying this is true or 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 not, um, is that he's he's the person that's putting the money in to allow them to expand. So in essence, because of his loans, he own them, um, and the two very very young men in Liverpool who run the, own the company, who are the directors of the company, are a front for him. Um, I don't know if there's anything that you can can add on that. I've I've heard all those things, but I haven't seen a thing to to back it up. What I would say is that in the real world, for these guys who are scousers, they don't have any affiliation to us or indeed Newcastle United. The reality is that Mike Ashley controls such a huge part of the market in the UK. It's very difficult not to not to deal with him, and because of his size and his experience. He's very skilled at getting in under people's skins, uh, at offering them huge turnovers, and uh, so I've, I've absolutely no doubt that he'll have he'll have looked at these guys and looked at their business and and thought they've got something. They've got these stores. They've managed to get uh, these deals pushed over the line with, with, with various football clubs. Um, they're up and coming, thrusting young guys. I'll need to get a relationship with them. So I've absolutely no doubt that in the background. There'll be all sorts of meetings and emails flying about between them, and that's the way it is. Yeah, it's a bit opaque at the minute. Graham, you you talked about um, some of the issues around quality with some of the kit, and and uh, and not to exaggerate, we don't want to misrepresent what the cases case will be. But I had a look at that thread that you sent me, and it, like you said, it was hours worth of. Um, unhappy reading wasn't it but uh, I don't know if you just like for, for our audience if you like you want to kind of summarise some of the some of the faults that there were in the kits that, the, that you were hearing about and that was detailed in that dread well what I can do certainly is, is give my own personal experience uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be one for you know buying the the, the full range uh, but last season I uh, picked up uh training shirt and at first you know it was great but after the first wash uh, the sponsor logos uh, started peeling uh, both in terms of the the main logo and the the castor on the what the top right of the shirt uh, that also was the case uh, with uh, an item I bought at the end of the season uh, you know, so bearing in mind, going back to last year, that this deal was signed and set up, you know, in the midst of the the pandemic, you know, around maybe March, April, May time uh, last year. So, you know, I'm sure they were scurrying around with their suppliers. You know, they they were caught short. Basically, they weren't ready for it. You know, circumstances out with their control. You know, meant that bad products basically went went on sale. Uh, so I had I've had to return a couple of items, uh, but last season Rangers released four uh, kits: uh, home, away, third, and one that was branded as a, a retro kit to be worn in cups. It was only worn on on one occasion, uh, a league cup defeat to St Mirren. Uh, you know, but such as is modern football. Uh, that shirt didn't have any any printed logos on it. Uh, as a result, uh, Castor have seemingly moved to a new uh, supplier or, or partner in terms of the, the print on their shirts this season. Uh, on the replicas, the, the crest, the Rangers 150th anniversary crest is em embroidered, as is the, the Castor logo. Uh, it's just the 32 red uh, and you know, bit for training that it, it, it's printed, uh, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, in terms of, of pricing, uh, Rangers at the moment are pretty much the most expensive kit in the UK. Uh, for 
another conversation last week. I had a look at the Manchester clubs, Man United, Man City, and even Chelsea uh, by way of comparison. Uh, we are the most expensive. Uh, so, you know, just quickly, a standard shirt is £65. A training shirt, £48. Shorts, £38. A training jumper, 68 quid. The Anthem jacket, as it's known, is 95 So it's quite expensive. And in, in conversation with, with some people uh, around the fan scene and close to the club, basically at the moment, it's hard for the likes of fans, reps at Rangers, to go back to the, the people upstairs and say that this stuff's too expensive because it's flying out the door. Uh, the Rangers support, you know, has an insatiable demand, you know, for, for everything at the moment. You know, we're on the, the relative crest of a wave after the title success. Uh, when Castor first came to our table, there was a running joke about a, a previous range of rubber ducks that you would have sitting on your bath. Uh, they were pestered. We, we need rubber ducks. There was, you know, a, 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 an order sent in and straight away they sold out. You know, so on one hand, there are these issues. And, you know, as Marcus said, there's there have been issues that, that need to be made right this season. For a lot of people, this is their last chance. But given the scale, given the demand, given the, the, the level of sales, you know, we need to sort of put that into perspective. Uh, things have been bad. Certain things just haven't been good enough. Uh, in most people's opinion, certainly for normal working people, whether it's Glasgow, Belfast, over with you on Tyneside, you know, 68 quid for a 65 quid for a football shirt. It's a lot of money. You know, that, that should be... That should be standing up, you know, in, in the washing machine. It should be lasting, certainly, at the very minimum, you know, a year in terms of the shelf life, but, you know, much more than that. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see how things go. But even things like within the operation at the moment with Castor, uh, a friend of mine in Glasgow, on the day of release a couple of weeks ago for our new kit, he ordered a shirt for himself and a shirt for his, his infant son. Now, you know, two, three weeks later, he still hasn't got a confirmation email and he's contacted Castor and uh, one of these buzzwords, they say they're a digitally native company. So what that means basically is you can contact them by email, uh, not, not over the phone. They can't quite explain why, you know, there's been this bother with his order. At the same time, you know, there's guys in other parts of the world you know, I know of one guy in Dubai, his shirt arrived within a matter of days. You know, he got an excellent service, but the guy in Glasgow is still waiting on a confirmation email and no sign of his shirt. So the, there are these anomalies, ambiguities, and that that's part of the problem. We're now into our second season and we haven't quite got that, that good consistency. Uh, Design-wise, the stuff you know, is, is is fairly decent on the eye. Uh, quality is up and down, consistent. Uh, you know, they, they've yet to prove their worth in that regard. My experience has been mixed. I'll pick up, uh, you know, a couple of items, you know, over the summer uh, into the next few months. Uh, but the, the jury's still out. So you mentioned earlier that... Um... Uh, that the kit prices are, are going for around 65 quid for a replica shirt. But you mentioned that Sports Direct had them earlier than the Rangers shop and, and that Sports Direct was selling them cheaper than the Rangers shop. Is that, has that been a common theme? Is that Was that a one-off or has it continued? Yeah, it's done, they've, done, they've done discounts throughout, you know, the, the last year with, with Sports Direct, but that's that's their style of doing business. Um interesting to see with Newcastle where you are. Um, somebody threw up the, the example today that the, the Bulls one quarter zip is 55 quid and the Rangers one quarter zip is 68. So I think we'll see the where Castor think Newcastle are in, in terms of their totem on, on the prices like that, you know. Um, yeah. I, I, I found, as I say, I found last year the, the two brothers that own it 
Um, interviewed both of them. Both of them were very upfront. Um, very clever, to be honest, in terms of when you were interviewing them. It was difficult to pin them down. They were very plausible. When you were dealing with the background people, uh, initially they were, you know, they seemed pretty upfront. But as I say, they did, I don't know um, how, how to phrase this in Newcastleese, but they took the nap. If, if you started to um, to burrow into certain certain authors and say, you know, but that's not true, and this guy is waiting for his um, for his order, and there's so much missing and so much wrong, then suddenly they started to kind of turn it and say, well, you know, the guy's just complaining for the sake of complaining, blah blah blah. Um, but they, they definitely were aware that it that it was a huge problem last year, the quality. When I say a huge problem, um, I still find it difficult to work out um, what the percentage of complaints was. They can say 2 or 3%, never able to pin them down on that. But the problem, as we all know, um, is that people have become so used to, to high standards in, um, in, in, in replica kit, you know, so that basically when let's say Adidas or Nike stuff leaves the factory, the completion rate should be 100%. You know, that's what, you know, as near as damn it, um, because of the quality control systems they've got in place there. And Castor obviously didn't have that. Um, whether they've got it and now remains to be debatable. As I said at the start, the only, the only defence I would offer for them is that, you know, in terms of, you know, embroidery and, and words and so forth and five stars in the back and Moses McNeil's name inside the back collar, um, stuff running through. through You know, there's there's a fair amount of work in, in the Rangers shirt this year. Um, so it hasn't stopped the complaints, I have to say. You know, there's a there's a thread in the website which was which is currently stand up 129 pages. Um, once people started to calm down a little bit, um, I found last year people became confident to come on and say, I had no problems whatsoever. I got the stuff on time. It's perfect. It's been washed half a dozen times. No complaints. So that, that that's a situation where we are. But I, I would I would fully expect over the experience of the last two years that you probably will have um, problems with the quality of the cat that you get. Interesting, thanks. And and it, what it, what is what's interesting as well, Mark, is that you had a relationship with Castor, um, and and you were able to uh, contact them and even interview the two Behind brothers. Um, uh, is that has that been formalised in any way, or is, is it part of the the club's kind of uh, links with supporters? I noticed Club eighteen seventy two who are um, a huge. Well, a shareholder in the club, aren't they? They had a um, they had a relationship. You're smiling. There's obviously some internal <laughs> internal Rangers supporters politics there that I'm not probably going to. But um, has there been a formal relationship with Rangers and Castor about about kind of developing um, improvements and, uh, and and communicating with fans? I, th I think to be honest, it was mostly just firefighting to to get over the problems last year. Um, there's also the, I mean, the Rangers commercial operation 15, 20 years ago was the jewel in our crown. And then David Murray split it up and sold it off. And so one of the problems that the uh, James Busgrove, the commercial director, was appointed last year was that he was coming in with virtually no staff. You know, the cupboard was bare um, under the SPIV regime. You know, more and more people had, had pardon me, had been sacked. Um, in terms of the brothers, I've, I've not been back to them, you know. Um, I'm presuming that they would be happy to pick up the phone and, and chat again, but the way I tend to operate, whether it's people within the club or within associated companies, is um, I don't pester them with minutiae. That's not to say that, you know, some of these complaints don't, don't hold merit, but I like to think that, you know, when they see my name in an email or I phone them, that they're thinking, well, this must be reasonably serious if he if he wants to chat, you know, because he's he's not a time waster. Um so I've basically been looking at this and thinking, I'll give it a, a, a week or two to calm down and then um and then get in touch with him to 
to see what the update's like, you know. Yes, so just moving to uh, our very own Newcastle United, um, who are now in the Castor stable, if you like. Uh, what are your views on them getting the um, getting the merchandise and deal it in Newcastle? I thought I thought it was um, I thought it was surprising to be honest, and obviously with my paranoia head on, you know the link with Ashley immediately start started bells going off. Um, in terms of where we are, if you look back to say twenty years ago, when I was talking to her then. Um, Chief Exec Martin Bain, you know, and he was saying, you know, people like Newcastle, sort of like Adidas, Nike, there are certain clubs that these guys like to get hold of. Manchester United, Newcastle, Rangers, Spurs, Leeds for some reason, because the, the white shirt tends to sell well with non-Leeds supporters during the summer. And they're, they're desperate to get a hold of these big clubs to, to do deals with. And, um, you know, back back then, Bain actually said to me, Mike Ashley's a destroyer of brands. He's not a builder of brands. You know, in terms of he gets hold of a brand and whatever it once was, uh, it gets driven gets driven into the ground and essentially destroyed. He's done that with Everlast. He's done it with Lonsdale. Um, I mean, I, I like to remember back, I mean, my dad was a boxer, so I, I can remember getting an Everlast sweatshirt when I was at school and I was a talk of the school because... You never saw that gear unless you know you were you were watching a boxing match with, with Harry Carpenter. And Paul Weller used to wear one more. Sorry, Paul Weller used to wear one. Well, taught him all he was. Same haircut as me as well. <laughs> and uh, so you know that's been Ashley's reputation for twenty years, maybe more. And um, when you look at Newcastle United, and this isn't to to to, to Molly Coddle, your 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 listeners. Um, I think what you've been through, going back to the, I can remember when you guys were complaining about, uh, I hope I get the pronunciation correct, McKeague, Sir John Hall, Ashley, and, you know, I think it's been a tragedy what's been, been happening with your club in terms of how, how Ashley's been been treating been treating the organisation. I think he's treated it and you guys with, with absolute contempt. So... Whether that, sorry, it will at some point work its way out. Whether um, you've many assets left at the end of it is, is perhaps a different question for for another time, you know. But coming back to them doing the, the deal with, with Newcastle, I think it shows the level of seriousness that these guys are at. I mean, they've got Wolves, they've got Roma. Um, I think it's South Sydney Rabitos and in, in, um, in the rugby league down in Australia. Uh, I believe it's the, the West Indies and cricket. So, you know, they've been busy and they're they're getting into into big contracts with with people around the world. So, you know, they're certainly uh, the last year has been a big big year for these guys. And and having Newcastle, um, which as well known is traditionally a shirt wearing club, um, then that's obviously they'll have, they'll have had to beat off huge competition from from other companies, I would imagine, to get that. Yeah, we are told that um, that they're a disruptor within the market and and that uh, that powers at be at Newcastle. Uh, well, there is only one power at Newcastle, and that's actually um, we're unhappy about Puma um, and their, their treatment of the club. And it's it's probably a sign of how far we've we've fallen um, that Puma didn't no longer valued having Newcastle as much. That's what the media tell us. That's what the local media have told us. But the local media aren't doing any kind of investigation into into the experience at Rangers when, even though they're part of the same Lincoln company, um, uh, they just haven't done that. But um, I certainly recognise what you talk about in terms of the the destroyer of brands because uh, Ashley's been a destroyer of a football club at at Newcastle and uh, it continues to be. um, But... Inter- interestingly, um, it's good to hear that you have the same perspective as, as we do about about the man. Sorry, Mark, I interrupted when you were going to speak. Yeah, um, what, one of the one of the Rangers directors who was actually dealing with Ashley um, told me that you know when they went down to his, his HQ, um, he's got an, an entire um, mock store down there, 
And at that time, what he was looking at was in terms of the revenues that were coming into Sports Direct, he was aware that, you know, other people were starting to do the same kinds of things as him. And he'd looked at America where to get more value out of the brands, um, you know, why would you compete with Walmart? You can't compete with Walmart. So what he was thinking of doing was to go on quality, was to have stores that weren't as cramped with stock, um, that they had better brands in them, and uh, because you can you can charge more for them. So whether whether he stayed with that, whether he will stay with it's a, another matter. But he's you know he's forever looking at the market and, and looking to see how he can squeeze an extra pound out. I mean, if you look at the the you know the various brands that he controls, then obviously he's uh, he can continue for a long time making this kind of money. But he might also start to look at people like a store who, if you look at their stores and what they're charging for sale at the Randy Murray range, then obviously they're able to to squeeze out extra value. You know, now whether um, that material that they're selling there is, um, you know, has got a higher percentage of wool or, or cotton as opposed to polyester, um, He's certainly able to charge more for it, and people are prepared to buy it. Um, their stores are not really football stores, you know. They're they're, they're lifestyle brands, and um, he may be looking at that and thinking, is the is the market changing so that you know Newcastle fans, for instance, if you're offered a, a shirt which is a, a different quality, I mean, what we had. Last year with Rangers was that effectively the two the two replicas on sale. One was what in rugby league they would call um, um, a plane shirt, i.e. heavier, thicker, and then they had the replica. Whereas prior to that, whatever you bought in the Rangers shop was what the, the, the players were actually playing in. So they were charging extra for that plane weight shirt. You know, it's just another way to have another shot. Well, I think we'll we could we could speculate on Mike Ashley's business strategy all day and all night. I know, and I take your point, Mark. Um, you know, he's opening up these new flannels shops, and the one in in Newcastle is is luxurious. I can only say that to a, a world away from Sports Direct, which is on the other side of Northumberland Street in the centre in Newcastle, as it, as, it, as it happens. But, um, yeah, so, Graeme, can I come back to you? And and if I, if I was asking you to summarise kind of where Castor is at now after almost 12 months at Rangers, if not, if not a little more, um, and what, uh, what they would have to do to be acceptable in terms of quality, etc., uh, etc., uh, what would you say? What would you say those two subjects are? Well, as Mark alluded to, they have branched out in terms of other contracts, or other clubs uh, that they're working with. Uh, interestingly, for the the Wolves deal, uh, Wolves are actually outsourcing uh, their merchandise uh, to a third party uh, under license from Castor. Uh, so the, the deal is that Castor are, are dealing uh, with the the kit for the for the football club for the teams, and from what I believe, I read a, a statement on Wolves' website that uh, selected lines, uh, almost like exclusives, will be available to the fans. Uh, but Wolves are, in terms of general merchandise, are doing their own thing. They're going to get another supplier. Uh, the Castor logo will, will be on them. So th that's going to work slightly differently. Uh, in terms of where Castor are now, uh, with the relationship with Rangers at Ibox, they now know uh, exactly what the demand is like from the Rangers support. You know, throughout Scotland, various parts of the UK, all over Europe and elsewhere, uh, you know, there, there's a huge demand, uh, but but they're laughing. You know, they're they're laughing all the way to the bank. With the Rangers deal, uh, Rangers have a royalty on, on every sale. Uh, recently, uh, towards the end of the season, our commercial and marketing director, James Bisgrove, confirmed that uh, they were just about over the 
the half million point in terms of individual sales. So, you know, that that's a lot of pennies to, to add up. Uh, it was supposed to be, Mark, I think it was 25 million over the, the term of, of the contract, uh, which we think it wasn't confirmed. We think it's five or six years uh, that the Rangers have signed up. Uh, we don't know all the details. I'm sure there will be reviews uh, as part of that. But in terms of what you can, what you should expect, uh, Castor aren't uh, coming to St. James's Park blind in terms of working with a, a big football club uh, with a, a passionate fan base uh, and big demands. So the early mistakes that we had last season uh, should not be repeated. Uh, given, as Mark said, how the, the company operates, you know, it would be maybe unfair to say that they're a startup. They're a bit more advanced than that. They've just moved into a multi-million pound office complex in Manchester, moving from Liverpool. Uh, you know, so they're, they're moving up the ladder. They, they've got big money behind them, uh, but they aren't an Adidas or, or a Nike, uh, as you know. So there will be problems. There will be teething issues. Uh one of the articles I read on the Chronicle, you know, they're looking to do something different with the Newcastle shirt. You know, you know, come on, lads. There's only so many ways you can you can rebrand the the black and yeah. white stripes. Uh, you'll. Uh, oh, well, that would be my to... idea. Just with uh, black and white stripes, black shorts with black socks with a white uh, uh, trim at the trim at the top. That works every yes. time for me. You, you touched in the in the article in the fanzine over the weekend, you know, this better never stops uh, catchphrase that they have. You know, it can catch them out because, you know, anytime there's a complaint, you know, a, a fan can say, you know, that that's, you know, this isn't better, you know, better never stops. What is it? So sometimes that, that, can, that can trip them up. Uh, but there will be lots of ranges, I'm sure, in terms of the prices that I've discussed, you know, that will be Castor uh, marketing their products. But as well, Rangers will have a say in that. So it will be interesting to see exactly uh, what range and to what extent you guys get. Uh, over the course of last season, I think there were around four or five different ranges of training kit on, on top of, of four strips uh, that were launched towards the end of the season. We had an end-of-season range. We then had a trophy lift range uh, when we were getting the, the title against Aberdeen. So, you know, on one hand, there's us, you know, uh, fan culture people, traditionalists, saying, you know, this is too much, you know, stop. But on the other hand, a lot of the stuff's flying out the door, like, like hot cakes. Uh, people love to moan when there's nothing to buy, you know, and then when there's too much and, and it's expensive. You know, market economics, supply and demand will dictate a lot of, of what goes on, you know, to a certain extent. But, you know, I'm interested to see exactly uh, how, how they work with Newcastle. Uh, you know, the sceptical part of me, you know, is thinking, what's in this for, for Ashley? You know, as Mark was saying there, obviously, you know, he has a monopoly on the on the high street on sports retail, effectively, not just here in the UK, but throughout Europe. So if he's, you know, he's certainly not in the charity, you know, he's no, you know, philanthropist. Uh, so he's not giving anything away. What What's he getting in return? I know uh, details in terms of your, your sales and your, you know, your accounts and things like that haven't been forthcoming. You know, you get crap like, you know, it's commercially sensitive and all this. We know what Meg Ashley's like. We, we know the business model, uh, the way he works. So there is unease. There's obviously, there's obvious angst, you know, up at Ibrox with us, with scar tissue from the past, people putting two and two together uh, when we see this deal with, with Castor and Newcastle. So we will see what comes. What I would say to to you guys, you know, you know, don't take the the crap that we got last year. You know, there, there are certain things that are inexcusable, but at the same time, it does need to be put put into proportion. A lot of the stuff, you know, people are happy with it, but in terms of the margins and the percentages, the, the, there was far too much poor quality uh, that that went out. Uh, the, the mail order system still isn't right. So even if it's, you know, stuff going to, to Gateshead or down to, to London, uh, you know, if there are Geordies working down there, 
there, there will be the same issues uh, that, that we have had. Uh, and as Mark said, they're back with Hermes. How can better never stop if they're using a zero hours mob like, like Hermes? You know, so they, they need to be held to account, you know, and I'm sure you guys, uh, a true faith, you know, will, will fly the flag uh, with that. Castor were receptive to, to follow, follow to other Rangers fan media outlets. You know, there was a bit of a charm offensive at first, but it was good. There was a good conversation. Uh, it, it was nice that they were speaking to fans groups, fans reps, uh, as a way of, you know, an introduction, uh, establishing a relationship effectively. Uh, things might be done slightly differently. I don't think knowing a wee bit of the, the Newcastle and fan dynamic, I can't see uh, Ashley, Charnley, etc. saying to the Behan brothers, you know, here's, here's Mike uh, and the guys at uh, True Faith, you know, go and have a conversation with them, you know, because we know that they don't like talking to the fans. You know, we're lucky, given that all that we have been through, uh, our board at Rangers, you know, we essentially have uh, fans on the board in terms of, you know, guys who have done well in business. Uh, we're almost at the other end of dealing with people who are in it to asset strip and to burn the club to the bare bones, uh, you know, so we know what that's like, you know, our our empathy is with you to a certain extent on that, certainly, but you don't have that relationship, uh, so it won't be quite the same. Uh, in terms of Castor's customer service itself, it's not great. Uh, they have a, a general email address, and then they have a dedicated Rangers team who respond in my experience, they get back within a couple of days, which is fine, uh, but it's it's a very mixed bag in terms of the the response and the outcome. Uh, you know, so in a nutshell, going forward for us in terms of quality and the relationship, this is our our second season. Uh, a lot of the products with the new release, it does look better, it does feel better. We'll see how the kit washes and, and how we get on. Uh, you know, there are various things planned for us. It's our 150th anniversary coming into next year. You know, Castor will be rubbing their hands. You know, if, if they, there'll be various ranges and, and various incentives. They are doing very well out of this Rangers contract, as are Rangers. Uh, so we'll see. It, it, it's been very much a mixed bag, certainly an improvement on what we had. Uh, but going forward, it needs to be better, uh, and it should get better. Uh, so we will see what, what you guys get, and you will benefit from Castor's initial year with us. Uh, but as we said, they're growing. Uh, as Mark said, West Indies cricket, Aussie rules, Aussie rugby league. Uh, they have uh, tendered for the likes of Roma, uh, that they were unsuccessful with Roma Mark, but they're they're certainly at the table uh, for bigger clubs. Uh, so they're wanting to to get bigger uh, to you know to to scale out you know, but they they have to uh, you know bring their whole operation in line with that if they want to be a big player in the Premier League in Serie A, but even with Rangers and our demand, then you need to act like a big company and not just better never stops don't just talk the talk but you know walk the walk too thanks Graham any final words from you Mark no I just um, the, the, the one the one thought that does come to my head was um, again talking to one of the directors that was down meeting with Ashley and Ashley was aware um, of how the market's been changing you know he's saying 20 years ago everybody was mad for replica tops now, you know, the the world has changed and across vast ways of England, you know, you can't get into pubs and clubs wearing shirts. And so the market doesn't stay the same. So whilst, you know, Newcastle is the cliche that everybody wears the shirt, um, I think these guys will be very aware of any of any changes in that. Um I would like to think that they have learnt from from dealing with Rangers over the last year because it certainly been a bit of a, a rocky road for them. I would say towards the end of last season, 
they did uh, they did seem to have it, you know, pretty well under control. Um, and if we're anything, sorry, if you guys are anything like us, then I would be prepared for for all sorts of um, um, limited additions and you know extra training kit and so forth to to squeeze those few extra pounds out. Is um, but I, I would take my my cue from Graham there and just say to to people, if you have a problem, then get in quick. You know, don't don't wait for it to get better by itself. Get, get in there, and, and and I would say with the the two brothers that are in charge, um, go straight to them. You know, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Graham. I think they'll be doing well to to sell much kit, given on on the back of Steve Bruce's manager and uh, Mike Ashley as owner. Uh, a lot of people have switched off from buying merchandise, and sadly, some have chopped going to games now as well, such as. The, the bitterness and meltdown around, around these parts, which I know you keep an eye on, Mark. Um, so uh, thanks very much. Uh, congratulations on winning the league in Scotland. Uh, fantastic achievement. Um, uh, one, wonderful to see Stephen Gerrard serving his apprenticeship at Ibrox pretty well. And he should learn a lot of good lessons before he comes to Newcastle to replace uh, Steve Bruce. Um, so I'll be up in the morning to pick him up. Um, Tell him to put his own sandwiches up, but I'll be up at 10 o'clock. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.